Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. We are a weekly Columbus-centric podcast focusing on the civics, lifestyle, entertainment, and people of our city. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. This week, I sat down with local attorney Alex Hasty to talk about his podcast, Ohio versus the World, the world's only Ohio history podcast. We talk about how it got started, how he puts it together, and what he'll be covering in upcoming seasons. You can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Also, The Confluence Cast is on Patreon. Find out how to support this podcast on our website, theconfluencecast.com, or at patreon.com slash confluence. The Confluence Cast is sponsored this week by Little Rock Bar. Little Rock Bar is located at 944 North 4th Street in Italian Village. With 30 beers on tap, Little Rock Bar has happy hour from 4 to 8 p.m. every day. Every Tuesday, get $3 draft beers all night while you enjoy Rock Your Cock Off karaoke. Wednesdays is Everybody's a Comedian, hosted by Travis Haywisher. It's like trivia, but you prove your snark instead of smarts. Info, hours, and upcoming events at littlerockbar.net. Everyone's night should have a little rock. Enjoy the interview. Sitting down here with Alex Hasty, attorney at law. Yes. Also the host of Ohio versus the World and Ohio History podcast. Alex, how are you? Doing good, Timmy. Good. Good to see you. You're the first in my 60 some odd episodes that has called me Timmy. <laughs> uh, tell us about, first of all, Ohio versus the world. It's the world's only Ohio history podcast. So we interview authors, historians, uh, journalists, you know, anyone who's who's written uh, historical pieces about events, people, places, and things in Ohio. So we are on Did you think that somebody season. in like Washington state was going to put together an Ohio history podcast? I was just I was filling a void. There's nothing out there like that. So <laughs> gotcha. I was just wanted to we're still the only Ohio history podcast. So the world's only. The world's only. Um and we're hoping to get a rival at some point, but we just don't have one yet. That's good. Now, how did you do you consider yourself a history buff? Is that why you sort of got into it? Yeah, I th- I think so. Uh, my father was a big history buff, um, and I majored in history at, okay. at the College of Worcester in, in Northeast Ohio. Is that where your law degree is from? Uh, my law degree is from Cleveland Marshall. Got it. Uh, okay. Yeah, Worcester doesn't have any graduate programs. Okay. Um, and I just you know I always like to I always like to read and I, I was always a big fan of Ohio and it just kind of came to me hey it really happened I was searching for something uh about Ohio history on you know iTunes and podcasts and just couldn't find anything oh no kidding and so I decided uh that I was going to do this but my original plan and I told some friends at a uh, bonfire one night that I was going to do a podcast all about the Ohio president's and it was going to be super, you know, three or four hour episodes, and oh really my. in depth. And they're all like, that is a horrible snooze fest of an idea. So they said, you can do that, but maybe do it about something, you know, not quite as boring, at least at the beginning. Right. So we are still going to do our uh, Ohio president season 
Um, but we're going to do it during 2020, during the presidential election. We'll do an actual cool. uh, and season about presidents. Was it five of them? Seven There's of them? Uh, seven that we'll be doing. Technically, okay. Benjamin Harrison yes. is counted, but he's really more of an Indiana president. He went to Miami University. Okay. Um, and he grew up, spent some of his youth in Ohio. But I'm not. First but, of all, he's a really boring president, <laughs> one termer, uh-huh. um, and I just don't consider him. He's, he's Indiana's president. Okay, and I want to say Indiana's only president. Okay, and so you talk sort of about the subject matter that you cover. You guys are what three? You're coming up on your third season. We are right? in. The, we're a little about two thirds of the way through our third season. Okay, got it. And so the subject matter. The title of every episode is something like Ohio versus discrimination, Ohio versus prohibition, Ohio versus uh, disasters. Right. Like, what is that sort of how you come up with the subject? Walk me through the process from inception to right. execution of I it. I think our, our first episode was about Kent State. Okay. Um, and that's kind of a, a really, you know, a very well known event. We've started, even in the first season, getting into more mundane events. So, through, you know, I'll be reading a book and, and it'll mention something and I'll find out that person was from Ohio. Okay. Uh, we try to do a little more offbeat topics. Uh, I'd say about a third of our podcasts were the only podcasts out there about this person, this event. Okay. Um, and, and we like to be able to do that. But we also, you know, we also did one about Neil Armstrong. Uh, we went up to Wapakoneta at the museum and timed that up with the release of the first man movie. Uh-huh. Um, so we do some of the broader stuff, but really, you know, we try to find a little bit of offbeat stuff, uh, offbeat events. Okay. And then do you, so you come up with the idea for the episode and then are you looking for basically someone to interview about it? Yeah. Okay. So we really build the episodes around the, the interviews and, and sometimes we'll have more than one guest. Um, and a lot of times we just find an author, um, you know, who's written something in the last five or 10 years. You got to make sure they're alive. Right. Um, sometimes, you, sometimes with some of these topics we'll talk about, you know, no one's written about them since you know the seventies or the eighties, and the authors passed away. Right. Um, but we've really come up with a, with a pretty big list, and we get a lot of suggestions, just like I'm sure you do, suggestions for for the show. Yeah. So hey, have you ever heard about this? And I'll go look, you know, and I'll look into it. Um, our season four topics are, you know, we do a fifteen episodes a season. Episodes are about an hour long. Um, and we probably still have four or five spots that we haven't claimed because things will just come up. Okay. An author will reach out to us or an event. You know, we did an episode recently, uh, Ohio versus the patriarchy, about what I consider to be like the first Me Too movement moment in American history. Okay. Back in the 1890s. And it was this woman who um, had, had an affair with a congressman, a very powerful congressman, and he promised to marry her and he never did. And she sued him. Um, okay. And it became a huge story. Uh, the story of Madeline Pollard is her name. You can go back. It's an episode from last month. But that book just came out in November uh, by Patty Miller. And we reached out to her. And you know, it's on the bestseller list on a bunch of different uh, websites, Smithsonian. And it's got you know great review in Wall Street Journal, New York Times. Um, just saw her on C-SPAN this week. And so episodes like that will just pop up. That's awesome. And um, so I, is she an Ohio person? She's uh, Madeline Pollard was a Cincinnati college student. So did you? And the author. She's, oh, I'm sorry. The author. The yeah. author's a, just a D.C. based uh, okay. author. So did you? Patricia Miller. Logistics wise, how do you arrange those interviews? Are you doing Skype or? We, yeah, we do a lot of. We've gotten so many more guests that are in California and New York and, and D.C. 
So I'd say about half our interviews are Skyped and half are in person. Okay. So a lot of times we'll try, you know, I'll drive to Cincinnati, Cleveland. Um, but you're not going to fly to D.C. just But I'm not going to fly right. to D.C. For, for the interview. Um, are you just, re- and this is, sorry, just nerd recording No, questions. yeah, pod- are you- podcasters talking podcasts <laughs> while, you- while we're podcasting. Exactly. It's very meta. <laughs> are you just re- using like a, a Skype recorder or are you having them record separate or how do you I'm do that? I'm having them, a lot of times these people are not equipped to really record on their own. So, right. Um, and when you're dealing with an author and you're going through their publisher or whatever, you want to make it as easy on them as you can. So Absolutely. really what I ask for them is I'm able to record two tracks through my mixer mm-hmm. um, with one track being a normal microphone to mixer track. Right. And then a mix minus track where I'm using the Skype audio, which usually comes through pretty well. Yeah. It's, I mean, NPR uses it. So. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times what I just ask the, the person on the other end to do, if you're doing some podcasting via Skype in the future... Um, I just have them use white Apple earbuds that have the little microphone on them. And that's good enough. It blocks the sound on their end from me, and mm-hmm. it, it has at least a mic pickup that's better than your you know, your computer mic. Yeah. Um, and usually it's good enough. Yeah, absolutely. And so how much... So you find out about the subject matter. How much are you doing background? Are you making sure that you read these folks' books? Yeah, you got... I've, I've got to write... I write all the questions before, so... Mm-hmm. And especially when you're dealing with, you know, again, authors who are giving you their time, you want them to have. Because it's not just like a five minute for a blurb. Like you're doing 30 to 60 minute interviews normally. So I'm reading their book. I'm reading any uh, Internet articles, other books about the subject. And and that's really where it's time consuming for me. It's really not the putting together the episodes, doing the narrations. Right. It's really the research. So. I'm going on vacation tomorrow, uh, and I'll be on the beach with, with my wife for five or six days, and I will be reading, like, the entire time. I'll be reading about General Custer. I'm reading about the Cleveland River catching on fire, and it's all Ohio books that I'll be pretty much putting down um, while I'm having a few beers on the beach. That's good. Are you worried at all about, uh, I hope I know the answer to this question, about running out of subject matter? I was, for okay. sure. I definitely was when I first started. Well, originally the concept was I'm going to cover the seven Ohio presidents. <laughs> so there well, you go. I mean, even, when I, even when I abandoned that idea, um, you know, because you get through John Glenn and, and you know, Edison and, and some of these people that we know, but the listeners have been so good about reaching out. And there's at least one or two episodes a season that I never thought of, heard mm-hmm. of. Um, and it comes from a listener email or multiple listener emails. Um, Ohio v the world at gmail.com if you have show ideas and we'll and then, link that in the show notes as well yeah and then we uh, and then we can go from there and and that's really been a great way so I've got a list right now of at least an additional 30 or 40 episodes that I may never get to that's awesome yeah and I know that somewhat you're reaching out you know Dino Tripotis is a mutual friend you've had him on whiskey right? business oh yeah yeah um, and so sometimes it ends up being a casual conversation about this history, right? Especially, yeah. Well, in, in any time we did the Columbus Podcast Fest, um, soon to be uh, coming back in, in August. Um, we were supposed to have Dino for that, but we'll probably have him again this time. Mm-hmm. So we had a comedian, Mark Lucas, you know, our friend Mark, who's yeah. just walking the, the He's now right traveling now. The, the world. Yeah. Shout out to Mark. Yeah. Um, so uh, and sometimes I'll just have a friend. I, I just had a buddy of mine who's an attorney, uh, actually a really good friend with, with, with one of my wife's 
friends' uh, husbands. Mm-hmm. And I just said, hey, I need you to learn as much as you can about this little thing about John Rockefeller, okay. uh, the world's richest man. And so I went up to Cleveland, and, and he's one of three people on the episode, but we interviewed, we interviewed Ben. Uh, my friend Eric knew a lot about geography. Okay. And so we had him on an episode about the Bosnian War. Um, How much are you getting? So, uh, and this is not a plug, but I have a much less listened to podcast just about time travel. I'm, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. What's it called again? Uh, uh, out of Tim. Out of Tim. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. It's. A spin I love on. the cut. The the photo or the logo or whatever the yeah. picture is from Back to the Future is really yes. solid. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it is not very well listened to, but we get almost. I'd say probably a fifth of the audience will email us and say like, Hey, I think you've totally misinterpreted this timeline incorrectly. And I'm like, Oh, I guess you're right. And that's great to get that feedback because even though it's not as listened to, there's a lot of feedback. Um, how much do you get? Great from, question. Do you get from folks sort of reaching I'm out? I'm going to read you. I, I just <laughs> got this email on Monday. So we, I really do have to do the research because, first of all, I'm talking to someone who's written a book about it, and I do not want to sound well, like an idiot. Well, it's so what I th- when you said I have my friends on, they happen to know a lot about this. I think immediately of things like drunk history, sure, where it's like, yeah, they know and we are drinking during these episodes a lot. I mean, okay. we have a beer for every episode, but gotcha, especially when you have the friends on. But we some of these are some pretty complex topics. Like you know, when we did the one about the Bosnian War. I didn't know anything about the Bosnian peace process or anything. You know. And, and I'm, I, uh, I forgive me. What is the Ohio connection there? The peace treaty was. It's called the Dayton Peace Accord. Ah, uh, so, yes. Okay. So those three countries that were warring over, over Bosnia, including Bosnia, they were at right. They Pat, hashed it out right? at Wright Pat in yeah. 1995. Okay. Um. So, the, but some of these things again, I I come in knowing nothing. I got to do the research. So I did one uh, episode, two episodes ago, about Coxey's army. It's the first march on Washington. It's this guy from. Maslin, Ohio, in the 1890s, and he leads this army. Go Tigers! That yeah, go Tigers! <laughs> and it's it's a it's an arm it's a for joblessness basically. It's called Ohio versus unemployment. It's the okay. episode, but a very obscure event, very big at its time. Anyways, this guy sent me this, and I haven't responded yet because it's he's way over my head. Have you ever considered that Coxie's plan was road building was a form of proto Keynesian economics? Oh, well, my. he goes on. Monetary po- policy is highly political, which is which is now obvious. See the European Central Bank. Coxie and the populists are right, and their vision seems to live on the new idea by Bernie Sanders for national job guarantees. But Coxie predated Sir Ke- Keynes by decades. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are after, now I've got to go back and not sound like an idiot to this listener. Well, you know that he's just, so Keynesian economics is from Keynes. You know Ke- that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> the, there's your help there. You yeah. don't have to Google two different things. I already, I already Googled that. So, okay. <laughs> so, but that, I mean, it's awesome to get emails like that. And, and out of Tim, that's, I'd like to read some of these out of Tim emails that you're getting. Yeah. Well, um, it's primarily like, hey, I don't think Doc's makeup was really meant to mislead people. It was really <laughs> an internal joke because Christopher Lloyd already looked old. Like, it's stuff like that that we get emails about. Sure. Right. If you need me to fact check any of this stuff as a historian, you let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll I appreciate time. alternate timelines within the Back to the Future canon. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. But it's. I can't be mad at this guy. A, he's probably making some really good points. Yeah. And B, uh, you know, it just goes to show that I, I've got to know my stuff. So I don't get a ton of those emails where people are like, hey, 
good try, but you are way off base on this. And a lot of times there's a lot of ways to interpret, you know, these historical events. And, and Well, and what impact they had. And yeah, right, or, even, I mean, that's what, as a guy who probably watches too much news, like it's infecting my brain. Yeah, same here. I can follow a talk track from the beginning. And when I hear a new idea, I'm like, I guarantee you, I'm going to hear that three times in the next 24 hours. Right. The talking points email that must go out. If yeah. You see at six in the morning. Every Absolutely. Morning. Or just someone having a truly new idea about how to interpret something that like, then everybody else is like, that's a really good point. And so I should, you know, they yeah. follow it through basically. Um, to, by the total, just a, Ohio history nerd question. Have yeah. you done Billy Milligan yet? We have not, but we are really a couple of people have mentioned it and now we got yeah. the movies coming out, right? Yeah. Well, it's been optioned. It's been yeah. So it's what we've got to find what we're looking at right when right now when it comes to Billy Milligan is who can we talk to? Yeah. Do we wait till the movie gets closer to coming out and people actually know what you and I are talking about right now? <laughs> um <laughs> And I will link and do we, uh, Billy and do we try and, and do we book. try and work uh, you know an, an angle through the movie or do we look at you know previous books? A lot of the books that were written about him are, were from the eighties, right? And, and, and earlier, so um, well, the only good one is the first person account. That was it, Daniel Keys? No, yeah, it's that's something just like he wrote the another book. He wrote about Flowers a, for Algernon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he's definitely on the list. Um, and we do one murder episode every season. So we try and do one like true crime. Okay. Um, That's actually what I put in my notes to talk about today. Like, what do you think the appeal of this is? And it seems to me it's similar to the appeal of true crime podcasts that it's, you don't necessarily need to know about this thing ahead of time. Right. But isn't it so interesting that this happened and here's sure. how it played out. Um, Sadly, you don't get the virtue of like it's unsolved or like right. people are waiting to hear what happened because you can, you know, sort of. Usually it's wrapped up by now. But, hopefully. you know, some of these murder, the murder episodes we do, uh, one of them actually was solved. We talked to the author who did end up solving it by writing the book. And some of the other ones are open to interpretation. Our next episode. What uh, was that one? The one where the author. Uh, Christy Mullins. The, it was a Clintonville murder from the 70s. OK. Um, I just want to make sure I link it in the show notes. Yeah, it's. uh it's a two-part episode, um, and that was our one from last year. Our next, we're doing one about the Cleveland Torso Murders. Uh, okay. It's like one of the first real serial killers in America in Cleveland in the 1930s, um, and we're coupling that also about Elliot Ness. Yeah. He's the one who's investigating that, so the, from the untouchables. Yeah. So that'll be our next murder episode out uh, probably in about three weeks. So do you talk to me through the, the season timeline, because I sort of, while I take like, time off in the you know you guys around do the holidays lot. right i don't really like think of it in terms of seasons in my head i'm like okay this we're on year three now right um how do you i imagine you sort of time it out uh, as best we can you we'll, don't do it like netflix where you release all the episodes no, we at the same don't. time well sometimes at the beginning of a season we'll release two or three episodes at the start of the season just to get folks you know, listening it, for those binge the people who like to binge a little right um we do a podcast every other sunday Okay. Um, we release them Sunday morning. I don't know why I picked Sunday. I should have talked to somebody. I don't feel like Sunday's a great day to release podcasts, but mm -hmm. that's our day. Right. It's a good day for me to release yeah. podcasts. Well, I feel like everybody, there isn't, it's not like email marketing where people are like, you got to do it Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Right. And like, don't ever do email marketing on a Monday or Friday. Right. Uh, whereas some people are like, 
do it on Sunday morning. I know at least with the podcast that I listen to, I've like I've got my daily ones, literally the daily, mm-hmm. and then the other ones I listen to, it's sort of you know all over the map. Like I've got right. two they to just, listen to every Friday, sure they just pop up or they don't. But yeah. in my head, I'm like, that's my Sunday shower podcast. Right. Yeah, so I don't think it really. Well, I'd love to be your your new Sunday shower podcast every other Sunday. That's. Thank you very well. The problem is, is you're, you know, it's only during what then half the year or a little yeah, more than it's half. About th- yeah, a little more than half a year. So and something, you know, if it falls near Christmas, maybe we'll do three weeks. Um, basically, we're doing 15 episode seasons. Um, we may cut that back to 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. There's no real reason for that. It's just how many we did our first season. And are you bu- like when your season? The season starts. Have you you've at least mapped it out? But have you done? I've banged. All the so l- let's talk about this season. Normally, I think my last episode last season was at the podcast festival. So that okay. was probably in April of 2018. Mm-hmm. And then we did not come back on the air until October. Okay. So I had five months there, and that's pretty much the timeline. We don't really record or uh, put out episodes in the summer. Right. Um, a, I'm way off. more busy, and I'm reading. I'm learning. And I'm also just doing other things. So right. I think moving forward, it'll stay the same. Um, we'll probably start in August next year um, because we need to time out our president season right. with the election. So um, other than that, that's pretty much how we do it. We take Are you editing it yourself? I do everything myself. I, I use the word we a lot. Um <laughs> And my wife that, always makes fun of me for that. She's like, who is this we? Right. Like, it's the royal we. <laughs> the royal we. Uh, but yeah, it's just me. I'd love to get like an unpaid uh, intern if you're out there. I don't know if that's still a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Well, and I was going to note the any funds that you raise associated with the podcast, it's donated to a scholarship fund that you, you put together, right? It is. Yeah, it's a nonprofit that, that we put together and we... It's a scholarship program. This year, we gave twenty five hundred bucks to the Ohio History Connection. So, okay, just because I, I'm on the board with the Ohio History Connection. Um, well, and you're on the board as a result of the I'm podcast. I'm on the board. Yeah, I mean, mostly I'd say because of the podcast, and they're looking to get younger. Okay. Um, but we were looking at our mission statement. I think someone on, on uh, a friend of mine who works there, he was asking me about the, and I sent him some documents, and he's like, this we fill your exact mission statement. I never really thought about it. So okay. I think we will be making an annual pretty you know, hefty donation to the History Connection because, A, they help us out so much, and, B, they spread Ohio history to people all over the you know right. country better than we ever could. So they really do do a great job for our mission. That's great. So, yeah, they really fulfill your mission. And are, are do you feel like you're probably going to divert the the scholarship plan that you had before? Or? Uh, I think we want to try and see if we can do both. I, okay. I think they're both great. I mean, the OHC, you know, I'm on the board with them. It's a three-year term. Um, and this is an Ohio, to be clear, for folks that don't know about it, it is a, um, it's a state institution. It's part of, you know, the board it's, is... It's really a non-profit. Now, it used to be, it's a non-profit, but basically it's, basically through the state it gets a lot of its funding from the state mm-hmm. uh, and their job is to perform the history activities of the state okay so to preserve you know st- the state archives to um you know promote and share ohio's you know stories and all that kind of stuff so now is like the ohio historical society a it, part of it the ohio historical society is the ohio history connection so got it they basically changed their name to be 
they wanted to sound less elitist. I think in like 2013, 2014. Now I miss them changing their name. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, and whenever I meet somebody and, and they don't know anything about it, I always say, Oh, yeah, I'm from the Ohio History Connection, formerly the Ohio Historical Society. Right. <laughs> um, and and that's you know they are trying to to get younger, and I think that's one of the reasons they they invited me on the board. Um, but they do so much good work. I mean, they manage not just the History Center and Ohio Village and all that stuff by the mm-hmm. stadium, um, but we have about 60 sites around the state also right. that we manage. Yeah, any non-federal site. That's exactly. you guys. Exactly. So they've been great to work with. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of goals. And the main goal, I still think, uh, our eyes on the prize to, to put a museum downtown. Uh, really? A modern, you know, 21st century, um, we would call it the Museum of Ohio. Okay. Um, that's taken a lot of different forms and ideas. Maybe it's a traveling museum. Right. But really, I think there, what they want to do is build something downtown and make it a, a destination for, for tourists and for residents. Now, is that something they'd have to obviously put together like a capital campaign Absolutely, for and, yeah so you know, buy some land get some land um <laughs> and i think you know i think the peninsula really would be probably a, a good yeah. spot for them um they're starting a new exhibit to kind of show this idea of you know an interactive more modern museum uh, called ohio champion of sports which comes out in march okay i want to say mid-march march 15th march 17th something like that um and so it's going to be basically a history of Ohio sports, but also all kinds of interactive exhibits where you can tell your sports glory story and it can okay. be added to the, you know, to the narrative and, and a lot of different um, events around town. And, and again, the exhibit's going to be up for a year and a half or two. So, so it's mostly a video um, exhibit. Got it. It's not just old baseball jerseys. Um, a lot of it is going to be rotating, but it's going to be different interviews and videos from these famous Ohio events. Cool. And that'll be at the Ohio Center. That'll be at Society. the Ohio History Center, um, again, starting in mid-March. So cool. well, you should see a big push for that coming out shortly. That's great. What else do you have planned? You're going to do you know, the president's season. What sort of <clears throat> growth opportunities do you see for, for uh, Ohio versus the world? I think our biggest thing, and we, we get listeners all over the world, and you always want more listeners. I think our biggest thing is we really need to just get the word out, whether it's through media, you know, whether even even through newspaper articles, radio interviews, really in Cleveland, Cincinnati, Toledo. Because mm-hmm. um, you can promote it here. but We can, we can promote it here, and, and, and a good part of our listenership is from here. But we get, you know, almost as many listeners from Detroit and Chicago as we get from really? Dayton. Uh, hmm. San Francisco, we get a ton of listeners compared to, like, Toledo. So... For me, it's we don't do Columbus-centric episodes. I mean, if we do 15 episodes, I'd say two or three of them are, are based out of Columbus or have a Columbus person. Well, uh, and that's just by default. Like exactly. That would happen if you were based in Cleveland or right. Cincinnati, right? So, you know, we do – I'm sure we've done more episodes about Cincinnati and Cleveland than, than we've done about Columbus. Um, that's really what my plan, my growth plan would be. You know, I, I do a lot of podcasts with some national – history podcast guys that I really like and respect. Mm -hmm. And they're like, dude, you're doing this show. It's amazing. Like you're doing such an awesome job, but don't you feel like you're kind of capped? Like I can't go into Indianapolis or New York and be like, you got to, you know, you guys got to listen to this podcast. I'm kind of capped by our 11 million residents that we have here. I don't think that's that bad though. No, it's great. It's it's huge, but it's, if I'm going to be quote unquote capped to an Ohio based audience, I need to, 
I need to do a better job of reaching those major urban centers. Yeah, it may even be time for some sort of like, because you do a great job of doing like a little launch party at the beginning of every season. Yeah. It's time for uh, some, you know, a Cincinnati ambassador, a Cleveland ambassador. Right, and do some events down there. Yeah, well, and also having folks um, feel some ownership a little bit and, you know, even contributing right. to the podcast. is something that I found that I don't really do it that much because it's hard, it's like pulling teeth to actually get the content, but getting uh, other folks to feel ownership and buy-in yeah, is, I like that. is the way to do it. So, Well, we should have another lunch. You're always full of ideas. You I'm know? trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Listen, Alex, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was great. Thank you for listening to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. Again, you can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Please rate, subscribe, share this episode of the Confluence Cast with your friends, family, contacts, enemies, your favorite podcaster. If you're interested in sponsoring the Confluence Cast, get in touch with us. We can be reached by email at info at theconfluencecast.com. Our theme music was composed by Benji Robinson. Our producer is Philip Cogley. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. Have a great week. <laughs>